Thank you so much, uh, John Stewart. We appreciate that. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, we're getting ready to sing. We're getting ready to share. We're getting ready to pour out our hearts to God, um, which is exactly what our Psalms, these ancient, this ancient prayer book, this gift to us right in the middle of our Bible, was meant to do to us and through us. We're praying Advent, following the Advent Psalms to the stable. Last week I talked about those tacky prayers sometimes we pray. And you know, it was funny, I put my son uh, on a plane in New Orleans to be in Columbia for two weeks. And uh, he let me know that anybody who had a tacky Christmas sweater got to onboard first there. So, uh, so even they think tacky stuff is good. Um, but you know, the Psalms is more than just tacky prayers, right? Those raw, honest prayers. Psalms are, they're beautiful. They recognize beauty. Psalms help us to behold God's glory among us. The Psalms help us to beware of what might take that joy away from us. Jesus knew the Psalms. In fact, when he was being crucified, he quoted Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knew those psalms on his mama's lap when he was 12 years old and they did their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. They probably sung Psalm 121. I look to my eyes from where does my help come? It comes from the hills. Jerusalem is elevated very high. So he was schooled in these psalms. There's one more thing uh, that I think is very interesting about the psalms. Then I'm going to read it and share a couple of things. There's a mystery word in there. It says Selah. 71 times in our Psalms. Selah. And Bible geeks for the past 2,000 years, thousands of years, they can't figure out what that means. Now, there are three possibilities. Some people say Selah is really close to the word that means louder. Like a music director saying, let's get louder. And so uh, that's, that's one possibility. The others say, no, it's really close to a word that means bend. Almost like now it is time to take a knee or to bend or to bow. A third possibility is this, and maybe it's my favorite. It just means pause. You know, the Advent pause. Slow down. And the songs that we'll sing and the songs that we love, sometimes the best part of that song is the pause when we take a breath. So, whatever sila might mean to you, I invite you to hear portions of Psalm 85 now. Psalm 85, to the leader, to the Korahites, a psalm. O Lord, you were favorable to our land, to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn on him in their hearts, turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, and his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, 
And our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A good friend of mine in North Carolina, she pastors a church there, and she told me a story about this elderly man who was in her congregation. He was in a very small apartment, drafty. He was living off a dwindling Social Security check. And he also had to deal with being hundreds of miles away from his children and his grandchildren. She marveled at how he glowed and how joyful he was, even facing these kinds of very difficult circumstances. She asked him one time, Where do you get your joy? Tom told her a story. On my 40th anniversary with my late wife, she and I went to the best restaurant we could find. We walked in, he said, as he smiled. White tablecloths, an ice sculpture. The maitre d' took us to our table. And he said, when they found out we were celebrating our 40th anniversary, every employee in that restaurant, from the maitre d' all the way down to the busboys, came out of the kitchen with champagne on the house, and they made a toast, he said to me and my wife. One of the busboys began to sing, I Can't Help Loving You by Elvis, the king. He said, that's where I get my joy from. This psalm was written by a people who were living in a drafty apartment, the Israelites. Their life had crumbled, and they had come back from Babylon to see that their temple had been destroyed, that war was probably imminent and they would get probably destroyed again, and that there were no crops growing out of that ground. But they remembered, and they told their story in Psalm 85. They said, We rejoice and we remember that God restored the fortunes of Jacob. Do you remember Jacob in their story? He was a scoundrel, right? Jacob. But God forgave that scoundrel Jacob and turned 12 tribes out of him. God wrestled Jacob in the form of an, of an angel beside the river. And Jacob said, I will not let go of you until you bless me. And God blessed Jacob. And Israel said, right beside that smoldering temple, we remember what God did for us because we know God will do it again. This Christmas, well, we might could remember a scoundrel named Jacob, and that's not bad. We might could remember that God was merciful to Jacob. But what you're about to sing, we are all going to collectively remember not what God did to Jacob, but what God did through Jesus Christ, who came to us, who was faithful to us, who walked and lived among us, who loved us. And we remember together what God has done in the past because we know God will do it again. So, when you sing these familiar psalms and hymns now that we call Christmas hymns, remember why we're singing it. 
God is faithful. And God will yet come out of that kitchen with the best champagne available and toast to you and me. Why? Because God loves you and me beyond all reason. And God's mercy has been poured out like good champagne on all of us. And that is why we celebrate. The next time I pour, I pull bread out of a manger and bless it and break it, I'm going to remember yet again. In remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves as a holy and living offering to Jesus Christ who died for us as we remember the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So remember today and hope. Amen.